Fox Radio, where in the Roman Report, we have Dr. Nyat. So um, say hi to the people. Oh, peace and power, family. Peace and power. Wow, I like that. So uh, tell the people what you do in the community so we can talk about how this has affected that. Okay. Okay. So, well, my name is Dr. Ma'at. Uh, that's my African African name. Um, I'm born and raised in Baltimore. Um, I, I currently teach at Morgan State University. I teach in the electrical and computer engineering uh, department. Um, I teach um, mandatory classes for freshmen, uh, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Um, I also uh, own a company called Ed Anime Productions. We create educational films or educational material, films, books, unit plans for children. Um, right now, we have a, a flagship project called Meltrek. Uh, Mel is short for melanin. Trek means journey. So we're taking you on a journey to understand the history, culture, and achievements of melanated people. Uh, we have a, um, a few films. Um, we're actually working on uh, Meltrek episode three right now. So we have a few films. Um, we have a few books, maybe two or three uh, coloring activity books and, and also a storybook. And we're currently working on our second storybook right now. So um, check that out, family. Whenever you get an opportunity, you can go to Google search engine and just type in Meltrek and all of the links to like our social media and our website uh, should pop up. But that's what I do in the community. And I also lecture, um, I mean, everywhere, Baltimore, New York, Philadelphia, Atlanta, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. I've been to California a few times. So um, I'm also on the lecture circuit as well. And I've um, been been um, honored, been, been blessed to um, share the stage with people like um, uh, Dr. Uh, Patricia Newton, who is like she's the protege of uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. So I had the opportunity to share the stage with her. I uh, had the opportunity to share the stage with uh, Dr. Wesley Muhammad and others. And so, um, yeah, I think that uh, you're doing some amazing work. Thank you so much, Queen. Thank so, you so much. So how is this pandemic we're in, this chaotic, unbelievable virus that has this outbreak that we're experiencing? How, how has it affected like your everyday professional life? Oh, my gosh. I mean, um, so let me go back to when the university shut down. So the university, um, they called us into like an emergency meeting on uh, March the 11th. Um, I actually got a phone call from a cousin on uh, March the 10th and her son attends um, Morgan. Uh, Morgan, And so she received an email that night and she said, uh, did you hear the president is shutting down the university? And I'm like, what? Wait, you know. So I said, wait a minute, let me let me check my email. So um, sure enough, I, I went and checked my email and uh, the president did make the call to shut down the university. And so then we were pulled into I was pulled into an emergency faculty meetings on uh, March the 11th. So um, initially they told us that. Uh, the university would be closed for two weeks. And so we, you know, we didn't sweat it because the next week, the week of the 16th was spring break. And so they said we would, we're off a of spring break and the university would be closed also on the 20, the week of the 23rd. And so he said we would be back on, on March the 30th. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, okay, this thing is going to blow over. It's not that big of a deal. You know, the president said, you know, we'll be back on the 30th. So it's not that big of a deal. So then, um, or maybe less than a week later, uh, he says, hey, we're switching from uh, face-to-face instruction to online instruction. 
So a lot of us begin to panic, especially the older um, faculty members, because a lot of them, you know, they're not tech savvy. They, they're old school, you know, and they, they use uh, dry eraser boards and uh, they do know how to email. But most of them, they have handwritten notes. So they go in and they write things on the, the dry eraser board and um, all of the exams, especially for engineering, are hands on um, hands on, you know, it's, it's not on the computer. We're building things and, you know, and testing students' ability to, to build and to measure things. And so the faculty just panic because we're like, how are we going to teach engineering, you know, to to our students? Because engineering is really it's really hands on. I mean, students get the theory. That's easy to teach. But um, for the most part, engineering is something that you have to do and sure. something that you have to physically practice. And so we all begin to panic. Um, because we didn't know, you know, that was the hurdle. How do you teach engineering to, to students virtually? Um, again, we can teach the theory, but what about the practical part? Mm-hmm. Um, so faculty started panicking, literally like the week of uh, the 16th. We started panicking. We started meeting every day for hours on end to figure out how can we redesign an engineering program? <laughs> and, and, they, and, and our president wanted us to, you know, when the students came back on the 23rd from spring break, they wanted us to resume instruction like business as usual. So we literally had one week or a week and a half to just redesign all of our classes. And I teach four, uh, four classes at Morgan. And so I had one week to mm. now just change everything. I, you know, all of my notes are now uh, on you know PowerPoint. I had to get acclimated to a learning system that we use called Canvas. So I had to learn how to maneuver in Canvas, like how do you create quizzes? How do you create exams? Um, How do you live stream within Canvas? Um, You know, so it it was a huge learning curve for the faculty. Um, Our students are extremely anxious right now. I I mean, I get about I, I I have 125 students and I get bombarded with maybe about 265 emails a day because I have students emailing me. I have uh uh, colleagues emailing me. I have my boss, my direct boss emailing me. And then I get uh, emails from, you know, the president, emails from the provost, you know, emails from the dean of the School of Engineering. So um, it's been very stressful, Queen, to answer your question. Um, I, I'm stressed. I, I know that I, I know our students are stressed. The faculty stressed um, because of the, the switch in, in the type of instruction. I'm working actually longer hours from home than I was when I was physically um, commuting, you know, to the university. And so um, it's definitely been an adjustment, um, you know, on a, on a business side. Well, I wonder when I hear that our schools and because it's not like we're going anywhere. So are we taking time to really implement something that can really be effectual or are we just trying to do it fast? Should we take some time, like two weeks three weeks to implement something that's very effectual or will this be a good plan of just fast, 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 and let's flip to online and keep it moving. Can we just do it that quickly? Queen. That's the question. Yes. I, I mean, if I were the president, I think I would have um, allowed faculty members a long, you know, a, a longer time, you know, instead of, like you said, bringing them back on the 23rd because they were out on the, the week of the 16th. So instead of bringing them back on the 23rd, I think that I would have made the call to say, well, let's reopen the university, maybe the first of April, maybe the second week in April to get faculty enough time to, like you said, design something that's 
impactful and, and, and you know, and effective because yeah. we got some faculty members that I mean, I got to uh, I'm on a recording, but you got some faculty members. I'll just say that I'm, I know their classes aren't being run as proficient as as they could be if they would have had um, enough time. But um, yeah, but me, I had handwritten notes, but I also um, used a lot of slides and, you know, I, I, I used PowerPoint. So the adjustment for me was really learning like Canvas and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I do agree that I think that, you know, like you said, instead of rushing the kids back in, that we should have just taken some time as a university to really figure this thing out. And I think all universities, because what we're negating is how people are digesting the pandemic. Yes, right. We're, we're not even, you know, we're just trying to keep regular life in a normal, in another way. That's right. Keep everything normal, but this is not normal. It's not normal, Queen. Yeah, and it's a psychosis to create something that's not effectual just to have it there. Mm-hmm. Then really step back, give everybody a chance to breathe because the faculty and the, ch- and the children, students, whomever, are being affected. Yes, they are. And uh, I just think we need to be careful about education online, put it together, slam it to the kids, and let's keep it moving. That's mm-hmm. not we're in a life-changing moment. And we Absolutely. have to be careful and give people a chance to digest that, I think. Yes. Yeah, just as, saying. Just no, saying. Absolutely, Queen. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And then, then students were rushed off campus. Yeah. Um, they got maybe a, a, a few days' notice. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you got to vacate. All of, you know, you got to vacate the campus. You got to be off by, you know, Friday at such and such time, yeah. you know. And, and so then you have to think about. And you know, I can what understand about- that. I can understand that even though it seems so malicious or it seems really hard, but you got to get people away from each other. And Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. It's a way to do everything. And, you know, it's a way to implement stuff. And we, and we got to be, because we are in this chaotic space, we can't make our implementations chaotic also. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, and Queen, I mean, you had, you know, international students, you know, who had to had to pack up and leave. I'm thinking about students who live out of state. Um, it was easy for the local students. But, um, yeah, for the for the international students and for the students who, who live for the out of state students. I mean, it was it was very stressful, very stressful for them. And then, like you said, and then so you had these students who they had to vacate the premises. Okay, so now they're back home or wherever. And some of these students, Queen, they don't have the same, they don't have any resources at home. You have some students who don't have internet access. Mm-hmm. Some students don't own a computer. Mm-hmm. So that was a challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting emails from students who said, Doc, you know, to do your assignments, I will usually do them on, on campus. I will use one of the computers on campus. I don't own a laptop. I don't have internet access. I'm trying to do this stuff from my cell phone. So it's just, it's, it's, it's terrible right now, uh, Queen. It's, it's just really terrible. And we have to look at that. We can't make education now just as chaotic. <laughs> you know, and it has to be, we got to get a reprieve. We're going through, a, you know, something really life-changing. So even in education, everything has to be looked at. And I think absolutely, we got to stop moving from this lens of being normal. This is not normal. We're not going to feel normal. And it might be human to feel this way so we can change the way that we move and the way that we act and the way that we mm. associate with each other. You know what I mean? Maybe Absolutely. That's what we need. 
I don't, I don't know if we need this ineptitude when it comes to leadership. I'm not saying that. I just think um, a reset of the human spirit might be mm. something we need a little bit of. Oh. And, and, and Queen, what you just said was powerful. You know, the, you said a reset of the human spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, just a reset button. Let's focus on what's important. Our family is important. Spending time with, you know, your husband, your wife, being home, cooking more. You know, I know some folks, I have some um, some female friends who still want to eat out. And uh, no, 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 let's cook. Mm-hmm. We cook. have to cook. Let's, we have to cook, Queen. You know, you don't know who's touching your food and who's been, you know, infected with this virus. And you want to keep yourself and your family as safe as possible. So, no, Queen, we're not going to. And, you know, this is what I'm telling my sisters. Like, no, Queen, we're going to cook more. So we got to get back to the basics, cooking our food, Um, homeschooling, even homeschooling our children. I know that the children have been out. I know that some school systems have sent homework for um students and some school systems have it. It just depends on what county or city you're in, you know? And so getting back to homeschooling your, your children, you know? Yeah. So like you said, that reset button. Yeah. That reset button. And it, it's like getting humans on path, like mm. back on path. Mm. You're a little off path. So let's get you back. Let's get you back. And I thought about that queen when I was in Costco's, so when they first, um, I live in, in Baltimore, Maryland. And so when the governor first announced that, uh, first, when they when they started announcing that schools were going to shut down, people started panicking. Yep. Um, people started panicking. And I'm telling you, I mean, people ran to Walmart to get groceries. They ran to uh, Costco's and, and Walmart and the lines were wrapped around the corner queen. Yep. And um, I myself, I said, you know what? I said, man, for years uh, you know, people in the nation and other other leaders have said, you know, you're always supposed to have a survival kit in your home. You know, at least have something that'll last you for a month. Right. And right. so I had to leave out Queen because I had enough food in the house for my family, maybe to last us about a week, week and a half. But I said, goodness, if you know, if they close everything, you know, we won't have enough supplies to last for a month. So, you know, let me get out here, maybe to Costco's or someplace and and just pick up a few things to make sure that, you know, we're okay. And so I get to Costco's queen. I'm telling you, the line was wrapped around the corner. Um, You know, people arguing, trying to, you know, trying to fight their way into the entrance. And I was just thinking, I said, oh, my goodness. I said, if the markets closed and we could not get food, we would literally be SOL. You know, like, so we got to get back to growing our own food. A great, well, you know, a great people is not great without growing their own food. Yeah, we can't even feed ourselves, Queen. Yeah. I'm like, what happened to gardening, being able to go outside? Yeah. Queen, I started reflecting on my childhood. I had an uncle. Um, his name uh, was Eugene Singleton. We called him Uncle Lucky. But he was affectionately called Uncle Lucky. He was my grandmother's brother, my maternal grandmother's brother. And I remember when I was a child, my mom used to send uh, send me down to South Carolina and my mother's sister uh, used to send her daughter down to Sumter County, South Carolina. So as a child, that's where I spent my summers. So I started reflecting on that. And I was you know, thinking about how he had uh, a chicken coop. He uh, had pigs. He had uh, cows. And so I remember as a kid, I would say, I want some eggs. And they would say, go in the back and get some eggs. And that's when I realized the eggs were brown. Before, I thought they were just white, right? And go in the back, see that the eggs are brown. And um, we would eat. And then the scraps from our table, he would tell us to put them in a 
put them in a, um, a scrap bucket and he would take those scraps out and he would use that to feed the pigs. Um, I remember waking up some mornings, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. Uncle Lucky's been out fishing. So if you go to the bathroom, you know, you'll see the tub filled up with water and fish just swimming around in the tub, you know. So this is the type of stuff that I saw uh, when I was a child. He also grew uh, collard greens. Um, we used to have to, I think it's called chick, uh, chive peas. We would sit and peel the peas out. I think it's called, what is it called? Chuck. Chuck. That's what it is. Chuck peas. So I was sitting. Yes, ma'am. I would sit with my, my uncle Lucky's wife, um, Aunt Merle Lee and her old, her eldest daughter, um, Bertha Lee. And we would sit there and we would chuck the peas, you know, for hours. Um, Bertha Lee, which is yeah, 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 Bertha Lee, and so um, I saw that you know when I was in Costco's, I'm looking around at how we we're on shelves grabbing things, and I said, "Oh, we've come a mighty long way, you know, away from the way we were. Um, can't feed ourselves. I can't go out back and just get eggs, you know, or go out back and just grab some greens and, and clean them and cook them and boil them down, you know. So we've come." A mighty long way, Queen. And I started thinking about that, you know, when we when I when I was at Costco's and running to Giants to grab a few things. And so, like you said, Queen, we gotta get back to the to, to the basics. We have to hit the reset button, as you so eloquently said. We have to hit the reset button. We do. We we definitely do. Ah, well, listen, we're at the part where we uh lay down our um last will and testament. And um, we always ask to leave something inspirational, leave something uh, to make the people think, to make them go forward as they're in their space right now. So leave that jewel for the folks. I would say uh, in this pandemic, to arm yourself with correct information, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, when people first started hearing about COVID-19, uh, there were a lot of us saying that you can't catch it. Uh, we have melanin. You know, we're melanated people. We can't catch the virus. You have brothers online saying things like, um, you know, all you have to do is just eat herbs and, and fruit and, you know, your family won't get it. Uh, you have people online saying things. And this is us. Man. This is us. Same things like uh, just wash your hands with lemons and, and you won't get the virus. So um, I would say to just uh, say it as informed as you can. Um, decipher any information that, that comes to you. Um, ask questions. Investigate. Just don't believe things that, you know, you hear from other people or things that you read on the Internet, whether it's published in an article or said on so or written on social media. You know, question everything. Um, don't go outside. It, you know, quarantine your family. Stay in. Stay in. Practice social distancing, um, even amongst your family. I have family that I haven't seen, you know, in, in the last week and a half. And this is family that I would normally see, you know, every day or every other day. Um, so keep your family safe. Stay in. If you, you know, only go out if you have to. And use this time to bond with your family to bond with your children. I saw, so often, Queen, we see things like, you know, if I had more hours in a day, I would homeschool my child. If I had more hours in a day, I would spend more quality time with my husband and more quality time with my children. Well, use this time to bond 
with your loved ones, to bond with your husband, to bond with your wife, to bond with your children. Some time that we uh, wouldn't ordinarily have if we were in the hustle and bustle of a, of nine to five jobs. Uh, take some time out for yourself. Take some time out for yourself. A lot of us are stressed. Maybe learn how to meditate. Get into yoga. Find your center. Recenter yourself during this time. Mm. Mm, queen, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, that's exactly what the people need. You know, we need some we need some good spaces. We need to hear some good stuff at this point. Um, because it's getting serious out here. I just read over a hundred thousand cases. This is mm. this, we are we these are numbers that and records that we don't want to break. No. We, should, we should not no. be true setters here. This is terrible. It so, is. Um we are living in something that is unbelievable. So um we gotta eat check into our spirituality absolutely i mean queen i couldn't get i couldn't i, I couldn't agree with you more like you said we have to hit this hit the reset button yeah, really. and, and, and queen there are so many people um i'm getting messages from folks doc what do i do i'm in the house i'm bored i'm bored i said wow so the only thing you knew was to get up and work for somebody that's the only thing you knew now that you have all of this time on your hand you're saying i'm bored i'm bored what am i doing you know i'm used to doing so i said read you know, pick up a book, read, take an online course, educate yourself about something, you know, find a hobby, figure out self. What do you like? What don't you like? You know, so yeah, Queen, I agree. It's time to hit the reset button and get back to the basics. Amazing. Chi? Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights and your experiences with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you guys. You having me on the show um, and I look forward to future discussions. Yeah. So um, if you are listening, um, make sure that you are checking out the Ronan Report and all the Black Box Radio has to offer by visiting blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X-R-A-D-I-O. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Box Radio. <laughs> Talk to me out. We, we appreciate having you and your insight and, and we want to say be safe you know um, take care of yourself during this time keep your mind right you know and stay in touch definitely absolutely queen and, and likewise you do the same brother you do the same stay safe keep your family safe keep yourself safe and like you said queen keep your mind right yes keep sir keep your mind right Yes, ma'am. So this is the Rona Report, um, 32720. We had Dr. Mia. And we are Black Box Radio, and we're out. Peace.